Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Halo 7 podcast, where we are going to review all players' performances from the last week and take a look forward into next week. I'm here with Rahul Sadi. Hello, and everyone. Rick Sadres. Aloha. <laughs> Aloha. Are you in Hawaii? Uh, no. No, that's unfortunate. We consider it for a vacation. Ooh, that'd be a good place to podcast from. (laughs) All right, let's jump right in. We're going to save the good because that's always a great thing to do. And we're going to talk about the bad, some performances that didn't really go as expected or hoped over the last week. Who do you guys got on the top of your list? Yeah. Matt Harvey. He was was bad. Who else was bad? (laughs) I'm just gonna I'm just gonna keep my mouth shut on that one. I don't really want to talk about him. <laughs> Let, let's talk about Zach Cozart. He was Ooh. 0 for 12 with one. That's right. Oh, not even a walk. What was his? He had a 077. He had a hit by pitch. Oh, that was his on base. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> yeah, he drove in a run with that with that uh, injury causing hit by pitch. A zero average and a 077 on base and an RBI because of a hit by pitch. It's that not great. just terrible. I honestly just don't even know what to do with him. I know that everyone is saying you got to give him some time and whatnot, but he he does not look like a major league hitter. He looks worse than we've ever had any batter ever look for us at any point in time. Uh, I don't know. I feel like Raul Abanez He batted at really least 150. Bad. Yeah, that was after like three months. <laughs> yeah, but uh, Cozart's not even batting like 40. And now he's hurt too. That's fair. <laughs> he has he's like what one for 27, 28 over the season. That's ridiculous. Yeah, that's yeah. Let, that's let, let's talk about players whose last name starts with a B and O, a U and an R. They all suck. <laughs> we got two of them. All two of them. <laughs> <laughs> they are combined. Let me see here. Three for 25 between the two of them. Well, you see, that's not really fair to Boar because uh, Borges is like only one of those three. (laughs) Well, well, he's one for 10. I know. Justin Boar is two for 15. (laughs) And Peter Borges is, is one for 10 with an OPS of 282, which I wish was his batting average. But it was. It isn't. That would be fantastic. <laughs> My right? baseline for stuck at dude is going to be Cozart. So there you go. <laughs> and then Justin Bohr has an OPS of 411, which I wish was his on base, <laughs> but it isn't. You know what? His on base is 278, and that was partially helped by being hit by a pitch today. What's going to be surprising nice. is when he ends up with a league average on base percentage, despite batting like 100 on the season. That's what's going to happen. Um, Because of his walk? Exactly. That's all he's going to do is walk and strike out, and that's it. All right. We have a whole list of other guys. Let me talk about your um, expected decliner, uh, Cole Calhoun. <laughs> he had not Ooh. such a great week. He was just two for 19 with 10 strikeouts. 10 strikeouts? Oh, my God. It's 10 strikeouts. He struck out 10 times the 19 how, at-bats. How did I miss that? Oh my he was God. bad. It's bad. It was really bad. He had, tw- I'm guessing, 20 late appearances because he had one walk so he had a 50 percent strikeout rate it's still not as high as brandon nimmo i think he's like at 54 percent on the season right now 
we have we're gonna get to these oh we're gonna get to these but we have we have two players who's on base is higher than 50 percent, and that's how many times calhoun struck out well it's, you know it's kind of yeah, it's, it's kind of reminiscent of last season his first game was impressive <laughs> and then after that we saw weeks upon weeks of cozart level play do you think we're gonna see more of this from calhoun or was last week a fluke i think we're going to see an in-between Oh yeah, Cal- Calhoun is the guy that was a lot worse than Cozart oh, last year. For like Cozart most of last the year. year, at least he had the away splits away from Angel Stadium. He was actually really, really good. So I, that's why I actually thought that I was like, "Oh, we're gonna go ahead and see a resurgence from him." I'm glad I didn't call that in the bold predictions, but um, I was obviously very wrong. All of my bold predictions have been wrong <laughs> already. I've been doing Indeed. okay so far. Our short saw hasn't been hitting well. <laughs> He was good today, though. I felt like he he really saw the ball well, and he had some hard hits. Um, the 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 line drive to it's not Joey Gallo, it's uh, Estrubal Cabrera. That was really hard hit. I thought for sure that was going to be like a double bases clearing double. That was a but, very well hit ball. Yeah, I mean it was it was solid contact. It was like eighty eight miles an hour. It's not like he crushed it. Mm, I don't know. Was it eighty eight miles an hour? I looked at I it after that's why I was <laughs> Oh, all right. All right. I think his dribble is just isn't as good a defense as we think he is, honestly, cuz uh he was he it, the ball was already past him, but it was not even like above 90 miles an hour. I'm just kind of like, eh. It's still a good play. It's hit, it was probably hit like at least 100 miles. Yeah, an hour. I mean like some of Justin Upton's plays are good, but when you have a horrible first step, I mean, it kind of takes away from it. <laughs> All right, uh, one more, one more bad position player. We'll talk about some of the bad just pitchers. One? Well, well, just one, I think. Tommy Lastella still exists. Yeah, so that, that's the one. I'm, that's the one I was talking about. <laughs> you know, I, I mean, he had three I was walks. Say, I have to. I, I don't like him, but I have to give him more credit than the rest of the lineup outside of like three players, because he at least makes what seems like decent contact most of the time. He's lining the ball, but right to fielders, especially in the outfield. I mean, I've I haven't really seen too much terrible play offensively from him. I just haven't seen the results, so I'm kind of like in a wait and see kind of situation with Tommy Lastella. Defensively, I've already I already hate him, but that's true of a lot of our players. But offensively, <laughs> I mean, I I think he's shown more promise than most of our other lineups. Yeah, I think you're right in that he is a pretty patient player. Um, and I really like that compared to the rest of our lineup, which is god-awful at being patient. Um, but I don't think that the ball is nearly as hard oh, hit sure. as it should be. And so I think definitely higher on him than, let's say, Bohr and Calhoun and Borges and Cozart and... <laughs> <laughs> I got the rest of the lineup. Anybody, anybody um, else you want to name? <laughs> Simmons. <laughs> no, not. I, I think Simmons will be better, but uh, I'll, I'll grade I him wanna, on the I want to mention this really now. fast because this is kind of um, something that's really concerning to me. As far as, not with Tommy LaStella, every single batter, um, except for Bohr and Lucroy, are above a 30% hard hit rate so far on the season, including today. Um, so most of the time, they're, when they're hitting the ball, they're hitting it pretty hard. Even Simmons, he has like a 36% hard hit rate. But the one that scares me is Bohr there because, I mean, Luke Roy, we know he's not a power hitter anymore. He sucks. I mean, offensively, he's he's a catcher. They all suck these days. Um, 
So his hard hit rate is the lowest by far. I'm not really worried about that. But Bohr is supposed to be a home run hitter. He's supposed to be launching the ball out of the ballpark like we saw in Arizona. And his hard hit rate is 23.5%. His soft hit rate is 29.4%. It's the highest on the team. So he's striking out a crap ton. And when he's hitting the ball, he's barely even tapping it. And so I'm really getting worried about how bullish I was on him on the at the beginning of the uh, offseason because he is not hitting like the Justin Bohr of the Marlins at all. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, when I saw today's game and probably this entire week, he's he's pretty much guessing at every single pitch and he's not really seeing the ball at all. Anytime he gets walks, he's sort of sort of at the mercy of the pitcher where it goes. So I I don't think he's really tracking the ball um at all to a meaningful amount. So that it's really concerning. It's reminiscent of when sure. uh, Chris Davis was having those eye problems or whatever um, last season. I mean, he still can't hit. But last season, they were talking about how, you know, they think he needed like um, like glasses or something because he was swinging everything off the plate. And everyone was down the middle. He would just take it every single time without fail. And we did the same thing to him, and he struck out looking on a pitch right down the middle. And, I mean, he looks the exact same as that. And the thing is, like, I'm really – I'm thinking with Kozar being injured now that Bohr is probably our weakest player on the entire team now. And I was really excited about that signing that happened. Yep. <laughs> you were. <laughs> I remember that. So I'm really worried now. I mean, sure, he has an 11.1% infield hit rate, but uh, that's just not going to cut it when you're like the slowest player in the majors almost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about some of the bad pitchers before we go into some of the meh. I think there's some people, there's some guys that are on the edge. Uh, surprisingly, I don't think there's a lot of pitchers that you can really put in the bad. We had Harvey there. Um, I would certainly put Bedrosian in there. Yeah. Can you usually put him there? <laughs> I have completely soured on Harvey. <laughs> that was a fast turnaround. <laughs> I am so angry about that game. The one game we lose is the game I was the most excited about. I am so freaking angry that I was led to believe that he was anything but our 17th starter. Oh my god. So the audience should uh, the audience should be inversing you right now is what you're saying. I'm saying that the audience should never listen to a thing I say ever again, okay? I hate I hate Harvey now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everyone, you, you heard him. Anytime he leaves a comment, makes a post, be sure to cite him. Exactly. Be sure to set me straight. Be sure to tell me how stupid I am. I love seeing those on Facebook, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Robles wasn't that great either. Four hits, two runs, 2.2 innings. He struck out six guys, but not not super great. I didn't look at his game-by-game game. game yeah, stats, he was he was mediocre, so yeah. was Bedrosian. I mean, we expect that. Um the I, I, I yeah they're in the bad category. I'm kind of leaning toward Meh as far as the full bullpen for uh, with any with any of the players that struggled because the bullpen's been like the best in the majors in the so far this season. Yeah, it is, <laughs> which is crazy. Yeah. So let's talk about today's starter, Chris Stratton. Yeah. <laughs> well, that was a exciting game to watch. Not really. He wasn't good. Um, I think 
just like the first game, he had a lot of command issues, and um, he was giving up. Surprisingly, he didn't give up that much hard hit contact, which was pretty surprising. Um, he had some good movement on his curveball, which I liked, um, but his changeup had a lot of. It was pretty straight. It was a pretty straight changeup. It didn't move much, so um, that's where the damage came um, on the two-run shot to Gallo. Um, and if we had left him in the game um, in the fifth inning when he had loaded the bases, um, I think the game would have been over. And I think that everyone at home watching would have probably said the same as well, just because he has he doesn't have an out pitch. Um, and he doesn't really overwhelm with his fastball and it's pretty straight, even though it spins, it's still pretty straight. And so obviously I'm not a hitter. I can't really judge the visibility of the ball, but, you know, as just someone watching at home, it's, it's not difficult to hit off him or draw walks off him. I think that, um, I wish I, I wish I had gotten to see the game. Unfortunately, I'm in Texas, so it's blacked out for me. Um, but uh, that is unfortunate. Based on based on the um, game day that I was watching and everything, and listening to the radio, um, just watching the pitches and you know the location and the velocity and all that stuff, I was definitely I definitely felt like he took a step back from the last game that he had, even though he gave up fewer runs, which probably wouldn't have happened if Justin Anderson hadn't come into the game. But even though he gave up fewer runs, it looked like he was just overall worse than we saw in the first game when I took a lot of positives away from it. And while I still can see some of those positives, he definitely doesn't look like... He looks more like a fifth starter to me again than he did after the last game. He looks more like a DFA guy to me, not a fifth starter. Yeah, (laughs) I, I think I would rather have a guy like Dylan Peters or another one of the the guys that we have in Salt Lake. I would rather have them up here than him. Speaking of which, Dylan Peters had a really good game today. Yeah, we're going to talk about that, but you can cover that real quick. Yeah, absolutely. He's on the 40-man roster. So. Yeah, I'm excited about him too. He looks good in spring. I want to say one more thing about Stratton before we move on. Uh, he gave up 11 hits and 6 walks and in 8 innings, which is absolutely terrible with only 2 strikeouts. Yikes. Those are just not good numbers. It's only like a 2 whip. I'm not worried. <laughs> uh, 2.04, the highest on the team. Oh, no, wait, there's Harvey. Harvey exists. <laughs> it's only a one-year deal. Oh, what can go oh, wrong yeah. with those? <laughs> those one-year deals. Like the $11 million we're playing, paying, paying to Harvey. Hey, by the way, uh, before, we, before we move on, though, uh, Rahul, didn't you say there was another reliever that was in the bad category? Yeah, I did. One that I didn't argue with you? <laughs> so Rick <laughs> says that uh, Luis Garcia belongs in the meh. I would argue that he was, belongs in the bad based off just the process um, really can't command anything to save his life. And he's given up a lot of contacts, which is finding holes. And he was pretty lucky that he didn't give up any runs today because Ty Buttry was there to save him. So I guess we'll go ahead and segue to the med with this, because in my opinion, I think Luis Garcia was very mediocre, not bad necessarily. I don't think he was good, but here's the thing. He has the velocity to mask his mistakes, as we all know. We've discussed this before. And so when he does make a bad pitch or so, a lot of times he'll end up walking a batter, but he gets out of things because he has the velocity. And so when he's on, 
just like we saw with Justin Anderson last season and might see with him this season as well. And what I think we're going to see from this, this season, um, when he makes his pitches, he usually gets outs. He gave up like one home run on the season so far. And that, I don't even think, was that this week or was that last week? I think that was this week. This week. I think it was like against the uh, Mariners or something like that. But Yeah, he gave up a home run. Yeah. yeah. So he gave up one home run. But the thing is, when you're throwing 98, 99 miles an hour, or even just 97, you're, you're going to give up fewer of those home runs. And we saw a lot of quality innings out of him. We did see some crappy ones, but guess what? He got the results that we need. I don't really care if you walk three batters as long as you get three outs. That that sort of process gets really dicey. But you know what? We live on the edge. We've, we had K-Rod before. Remember that? <laughs> <laughs> we do. All right. We'll move forward just because we have a lot of people to talk about. And we don't want to bore people for like hours and hours and hours of podcasting. Although they'd probably listen. Those 18 people who we're thankful for. We really appreciate you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, there's some there's some uh, in the hitters, not very many. Lacroix he hit two sixty one last meh. week. Didn't didn't suck. Wasn't He's a great. Catcher. Um, we expected. Didn't walk once. Yeah, that's not bad <laughs> from a catcher. You know what? I was ragging on him a lot for his defense, but he I mean, he let a few balls go by him. But for the most part, his defense looked much better this week than last week. He made some better throws. Caught one guy. Didn't catch the other guy because Fletcher's tag was off. But I mean, I was. I was thinking his arm is just like going to be dead. You know, he's just going to have everyone running on him, but he's, he's made some good throws and I thought that his framing wasn't God awful this time. So I'm less angry about him. That's a plus. <laughs> that, that's a good thing to say about somebody. Your framing is not God awful. He's also pretty speedy too. So <laughs> him and Kevin Smith, I'm, I'm happy that they're both not Maldonado slow or Bandy slow. Speaking of speedy, did you guys see Pujols almost steal the base today? No, I didn't. I did see that. That was exciting. That was, he got a hell of a jump. He got a great jump. That guy can read pitchers at times. He, he's really good at that still. Yep. And then I want to talk about Pujols. He's kind of on the, I don't know if you put meh. him in the meh or the good. Uh, he hit 286. He's a high he had a 400 on base. I'd, I'd probably put him in the good. I, I think I would yeah. too. Um, just because I look at that 400 on base and the 476 slugging. I know it's only 21 at bats, but. If we're going to classify based on a week's performance, then he definitely belongs in the in the good. Yeah, but when when did that game where Trout was on third happen in the ninth? I don't want to talk about that game. Exactly. You don't want to talk about that game because that game made me so freaking angry. <laughs> but we're talking about the whole week. All right, let's let's jump into well, – we have some pitchers that are – do we have any more meh pitchers? I think the rest of um, the pitchers are good. Cody Allen was borderline good slash meh. What? Is, what are you talking about? He didn't give up a hit or a walk in two innings. He had a save and a strike. No, I'm talking not not just results. I'm talking about like his actual stuff and everything. When I was watching it, you know, he um he definitely looked better than his last game that he pitched. Uh, his velocity is starting to rise back up again a little bit, but he's still way down from where he was, and it's still pretty concerning. I don't think that he's back or even close to it. In fact, I think he's going to be worse than last season. I think Luke Bard was sort of questionable um, just in terms of the stuff, but he, he worked out of it. So, yeah, but he, he's one of those guys that I'm always afraid is going to give up a home run at any point. So they just put him and stick him in low leverage so they don't have to worry about him. <laughs> I hope so. All right, let's go to the good pitchers and then we'll do the good hitters. Okay. 
Uh, Justin Anderson, he looked great this week. Justin Anderson was the MVP of the week aside from Trout. <laughs> I mean, he had three walks, but he he got out of some jams. He threw some good pitches. The thing yeah, is, he, he he looked sharp. Yeah, he he is so good. Oh my god! Like, and his his velocity is down a lot too. He's down like four ticks or something like that. He was throwing ninety nine last season, like throwing ninety five on average this season. But man, he is missing bats like crazy, striking out everybody. I am I am always happy whenever he comes into the game versus someone like Hansel Robles or Luke Bard. Hansel Robles is good. How dare you? No, I I, I like. I like we just determined season. he's not not last week. <laughs> no, I like I liked him last season, but not the past two couple games or past two couple weeks. Or That's so. fair. All right, yeah. Uh, Buttry looked good. No, Buttry looked looks good. amazing. I think if if you were to like take the names and the titles off every single player, I think Buttry is probably our best pitcher. Period. Yeah. Yeah, Buttry. I'd say Buttry right now is number one, and I'd say that Anderson's probably number two right now. Yeah, I think I'd agree with that in terms of this. Think, yeah, I'm going to agree with that as too. As far as this past week, I'd say that Anderson was probably the MVP since he got us out of some severe jams multiple times. But Butchery has been absolutely, like, he's been on fire. I, I love watching him pitch. Yeah, that that trade looks really good. Mm-hmm. And it, it was a win-win it for sure both does, sides. Yeah. I mean, they got their World Series. We got an outstanding future closer. I mean, I love him. No complaints. And we got Stratton out of it. <laughs> <laughs> and that's always a plus right you know, he struck out five and 2.1 innings too that's, that's awesome good. it's like five out of seven which is what 70 <laughs> percent i think your math's a little off 71.4 percent let's yeah, go a little off <laughs> uh what do you get what did you guys think of noe this week his numbers look great. I, um, I didn't really see him pitch. i though. actually was sort of impressed with him he did he did much better than we've seen him like for the past like year or so i don't know i was i was really happy with his performance i didn't have anything negative to say about him at all yeah i liked him a lot as well i think the big thing about last year is is there were so many innings that needed to be soaked up that he was basically the go-to guy for all of those you know leverage innings or or just innings in general and at some point, you can't do it for, at a certain point, it's just too much. Speaking of which, how many how many innings did he pitch this week? Four. Two. No, wait. Oh, sorry. Two. Just yeah, two. Yeah, just, just two, yeah. Three strikeouts, no hits, no walks. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty good. And then we have a trio of starters who I think are all in the good category. Two of them with quality starts. Skaggs and Cahill, and then we have Pena. So we got those three guys. Skaggs and Cahill were both really good. Yeah, they both were. But I was very, I was very happy with their performance. Yeah, both of them. Skaggs though was was hot. Like he was good. Yeah, he he worked out of a few jams, and then after that, it was pretty much cruise control. I really hope that he's turned the corner, and will be more consistent, but you never know. <laughs> yeah, his one problem is is length, but I mean, this past time, he did really well, and I was really impressed. He was locating, his curve looked nice. I mean, everything looked really, really good. I was watching the uh, replay of it. He's got a, I, he's got a beautiful curve when, when he's on. Yeah, it's great. for sure. And then Cahill was just sort of really wily about how he pitched. He's sort of the veteranly guy, so to speak. He was... Um, 
he's just so smart on the mound, how he approaches hitters and then is able to place um, whichever pitch he wants, where he wants it with good movement um, and just keeping hitters off balance. I think that so long as he's healthy, I think that's going to play. And I think that, that, that was a I completely great agree. pickup for us. Cause Cahill, like, like you said, his location is spot on. I love watching him pitch because his location, he can land, he can land it on the edge of the zone every single time and get those calls. Even when Luke Roy is doing a poor job of framing, but <laughs> but yeah when, when we watched especially in the first start that we saw uh, which wasn't this past week but when the first start he was throwing strike after strike after strike but this past time he was going a little more out of the zone to try and get hitters to chase and it was working and it looked really good yeah i i think he i think he asked you because cahill has some really good stuff but from what i've seen uh in the times i've watched him pitch is he can miss in bad spots at times and really get burned by that mm-hmm yeah, I, but when he's on, he he's got good stuff. Yeah, my one worry is that he sort of plays with fire and tries to pinpoint it perfectly and misses by maybe a few baseballs in the wrong direction, and it's it's over the fence. Um, That's and exactly sort of it, like yeah. maybe maybe Weaver in like 2014, maybe. Um, obviously, I, I don't think he nearly has that stuff, or maybe it's a little bit less. But that's sort of what I think about when I see Cahill. He reminds me of good CJ Wilson. Okay. When when he's on, I mean Wilson when when Wilson was on in 2013, it was fun to watch. Like I was actually really impressed with Wilson in 2013 in the little amount that I watched because that was the one year that I kind of like. We were so bad that I was kind of like, eh, <laughs> try not to watch too much. But mm-hmm. um, but when I did watch CJ Wilson because he was really he was our ace that year. Um, he was really good, and but when he wasn't on, he was the nibbler, as we all know. And Cahill could probably turn into that when he's having a bad start, but he hasn't really had any bad starts yet. He gave up those four runs in that one game in, in the opening day, but I don't really think he did a bad job. Like he was, he was pounding the zone. We were all impressed yeah, with that. I agree. And then um, one quick note about Felix Pena, Felix Pena. I think that he's a real sleeper to become. Um, I would argue that he has all the stuff he needs to become the best starter on this team. And I think it's just a matter of being consistent and then coaching him to be what he can be. And hopefully it works out because his spin is crazy and he has a lot of movement. So I really like that about him. I'm I'm getting I'm getting an important message from Jeffrey. He said to um, bite your tongue. (laughs) (laughs) How does he know he's not even listening? He all, he always hears anything nice that's ever said about Felix Pena. <laughs> makes him like fly into a rage. You don't want to you don't want to make him angry. You won't like him when he's angry. <laughs> all right, we got a few hitters to talk about. Okay, I want to I want to go on a little bit of I want I want to talk about Brian for a second, okay? Because I know there's been other hitters that were really good too, but oh my god, I love this guy. I don't care what anybody else says about his defense. I don't really care. I freaking love watching him. He's fun to watch. I know he has a bit of a swing and miss in his game. And I wanted to read this to you because this was Fangraph's profile on him. They said It's really quick. It says, The 28-year-old Goodwin entered the 2018 season hoping he'd continue his 2017 production when he hit 13 home runs and under 300 plate appearances. He did not build on the season in any way. His biggest issue was his strikeout rate, jumping from 25% to 32%, which drove down his batting average to 239. 
across the board. He just doesn't have the talent to be a major league regular. He's a bench outfielder who gets time when injuries happen. It's tough to see the upside. He did steal 15 bases in 2015 and 2016 in the minors. With a full season of plate appearances, he could get to 20 home runs, and his average will likely be 250, which I don't really see, by the way, how that's a bench outfielder. But this is usable, but it's the best case. He could hit 200 with five homers and steals. He's not someone to gamble on. Wait for a job to open up and see how he's producing before diving in. And so I wanted to look more into him because, like they said, they don't think they don't have any belief in him at all. They think he's going to be a crappy bench guy forever. But as you know, I mean, he was absolutely awesome this, this especially the series. But the biggest thing that I wanted to say was, um, I was looking at his cast, and I wanted to see his speed because they were saying how he's kind of a speedy guy. His sprint speed is on par with like Michael Hermosillo and up there with like Shohei Otani and Mike Trout. I think a guy like that could be really, really good for us. And that's what we used to see in 2017 when I was so bullish on, you know, EYJ and Ben Revere and Cameron Maven. Yeah. I think Brian Goodwin has the profile that I, that I absolutely love to see and the profile that we desperately need. They said that, I mean, they said he was pre stealing bases in the minors. He hasn't really tried in the majors. But here's here's something from StatCast. It says his sprint speed is 28.4, which is in the uh, 90th percentile. Yeah. So the top 10. I wonder how he is stealing bases. He seems so fast. Um, his positional rank as far as speed is eighth. His age rank as far as 28-year-olds is fifth. And his league rank is 30th. He's 30th best in the league. And sorry, wow. he's actually 29. I'm sorry. Huh. Or, or he ends up being... Or he ends up being like an outfield version of Tim Anderson. And if we get that, I mean, we don't even necessarily need Upton anymore. I mean, if he can be anything like what we saw, not even what he did this past week, because this past week he hit 462, which was crazy. If he can just be a, a fraction of that, maybe we have the one-year wonder season that JB Shuck had or, yeah. or Colin EYJ. <laughs> I mean, they certainly put in some good performances when they needed to. Yeah, he's aight. <laughs> All right, let's not get crazy now. <laughs> he's, he's a solid major leaguer. I mean, he is exactly what we want to see out of second or third base. And even if he doesn't have the offensive profile of a third baseman, he is better than anything we've thrown out there since David Freeze. Let's talk about David Fletcher, who wasn't even getting at bats in favor of Tommy Lestella at the beginning of the season. I like him. Uh, Fletcher hit 348 <laughs> and 23 at bats last mm-hmm. week. It's pretty good. He didn't walk at all, but. I like him. He's got good defense. He stole a base, only struck out once, puts the ball in play, had a double. It was a good week. Yeah. Yeah. I think so, too. And something nice about David Fletcher is that he he pretty much fits in anywhere you want him. First base, second base, third base, shortstop, catcher, apparently, um, left fields. (laughs) And I'm sure if if you can play left field, he can play right field, too. So he, he pretty much is a glove and that's something that we've needed for such a long time, and, and he's it. So really happy about him, and if he can put up maybe, you know, a 700 OPS, I'd be really happy with his performance. If he had the ability to pitch, like Walsh, basically, he could literally race, rest somebody every single day and get, a, get plate appearances every single day or innings every single day. Yeah, that'd be crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to guess the answer is probably yes. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, the guy can pre- – I don't know if he can play first base, but found that he can play pretty much anywhere else on the field. He went over to third base after never playing it before and became, like, a third baseman extraordinaire. I think he can do first. Probably. Yeah. Probably. 
You want a bigger target. Oh, and Boar is a big target. <laughs> <laughs> he is a big target. All right, we got one last person to talk about before we talk about the minor leaguers on the 40-man roster. If he Mike Trout! If he doesn't win the AL Player of the Week this week, nothing will ever win him it. Yeah. Absolutely insane week that Mike Trout had with a 654 on base. Exactly. There's no, <laughs> but there's no contest. If they pull another thing like they did last year when during the Mariners series, that's just going to be absolutely ridiculous. They're just trying to. I agree. There's it. only one person in baseball that you could say was maybe better than him this week, and that was Bellinger, and he's not. I mean, they out. usually do that, don't they? They usually try yeah, that's, to not that's give it to him. He struck yeah. out like once. <laughs> okay. Twice. Let's just read off his stat line for the player, for everyone at home listening. He hit seven for 16, drove in nine runs, scored five times, five home runs, eight walks, two strikeouts, a 438 average, a 654 on base percentage, a 1.375 slugging, and an OPS of 2.029. Which is just crazy. It felt like it too. <laughs> and that, let's put let's put some other things in perspective. So he had nine RBIs and Angel scored nineteen runs last week. So he scored he drove in almost half of the Angels runs, which is kind of sad too. That's crazy. But he had five home runs, the whole rest <laughs> of the team had three. <laughs> in the ten games that he's played this season, he's gotten on base twenty five times. Wow. Well, the thing is, I mean, even just from walks and hit by pitches alone, it's 14 times. (laughs) He's one of the highest in hit by pitches, and he is the highest in walks. I mean, he's absolutely insane. I don't, I know that I often talk, I often talk about him being over a 500 on base percentage, but it looks like he could be over 600 on base percentage this year. I don't even know. Yeah. It's literally Bonds like. Like, It's it's something we'll never see again if he keeps this up. Yeah. Yeah. The thing is, exactly. That's what I was going to say. I don't know why he ever gets a pitch to hit. I don't know why play pride or coach pride or whatever is so important to where they couldn't just say, you know what, let's just go ahead and walk this guy or else we're going. Well, and with the rest, yeah, yeah, for sure. He's going to walk a ton too. It's so obvious. It's so freaking obvious. Yeah. The the thing is, it may not have worked out for them. Okay. We don't know it would have worked out. But the thing is, if they had walked him, they'd have had a million times better of a chance of winning. Instead, Instead, they threw it where they wanted to and he still hit a grand slam. It was even out of the zone slightly. It was slightly up and like out of the zone, up middle. Yeah, definitely. I, I really hope that um, Otani can come back in the next few weeks just to get him another guy behind him so they don't automatically walk him every single at-bat because at this point, I don't see a reason why you wouldn't. Yeah. Even with the bases loaded, I mean, let's <laughs> just walk him. The fact that he hit that grand slam off that high pitch, which is one of his weak spots, was also pretty notable. He's insane. Do we even know if that's still that's still one of his weak spots is up in the zone? Because I feel like last year he was really good at that. I didn't. I haven't, <laughs> I haven't seen his his heat maps from last year. I'm not sure, but I think it was still a problem a little bit. He was not good last year. It was a problem. He was trying to adjust to it mm. and hit the opposite way when people were throwing him up and stuff, and that's why he had those long slumps that he had. So. Yeah, he, he was actually struggling with it again. Yeah. Um, not as bad as 2014, but it was it was definitely noticeable. This this was impressive. Like he went up and he swung at it like Chris Davis swings at pitches at his face. I don't it was insane. Yeah, on the on on one of the home runs that he hit to right center, I believe it was off of uh 
um, I think it was, I forget his name. Um, trying to remember. Nope, not going to come to me. Um, but he was really um, off balance when he just hit that home run. I believe it was the one um, where it was near the top of the zone mm-hmm. and he just went the other way to right center. I felt like he was pretty off balance on that swing and he sort of just connected and it was just pure raw strength that was able yeah. to carry it that far. And here's another wild thing. His batting average on balls in play is 286. It's like, what, 70 points below his career average? Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. So Easily. we could probably do a whole podcast on Mike Trout. All right. Let's, let's, we have some more guys to talk about on the 40-man roster before we get into the preview of next week. Uh, we already touched on one of them. Do you guys have their stats up, any of those guys? No. So let, I'm just going to give you their stats, and then you can tell me I do good, bad, or good. <laughs> so Berea pitched once. He 5.1 innings, 5 hits, 3 earned runs, a walk, and 8 strikeouts. Okay. Did you say 5 walks? Uh, 1 walk. Yeah, that's good. 5 hits. Okay, I'm going to say good then. That's really good. John Curtis uh, pitched twice, 1.2 innings, 3 hits, 3 earned runs, 5 walks, and 2 strikeouts. I'm going to say not as good. <laughs> it's really bad. <laughs> no, let's call that bad. <laughs> Jake Jewell pitched twice for 2.1 innings, 4 hits, no runs, no walks, 2 strikeouts. Sounds, sounds meh. Meh. Meh? I mean, 4 hits across four 2 hits? innings. Not exactly yeah. good. That's a lot. It sounds like he was he in trouble both games. And he gave up it sounds hits. like shakiness. That's the first game he gave up one hit in one inning, and then he gave up three hits in 1.1. That sounds like a problem. <laughs> yeah, I think Rahul right, and I are both in agreement. That sounds like right, a problem. That's, fine. <laughs> that's pretty mad. All right. So we have <laughs> Luis Madero, 21 year old, pitching for the Inland Empire 66ers. He's the youngest youngest guy. No, he's, he's the lowest level guy on the 40 man roster. He pitched four innings with no runs, two walks, two hits, and four Ks. That's pretty good. Yeah? Yeah. He's He's been really good since we acquired him from Arizona. Um. He's added some velocity, added some muscle, and he's located really well. Um, he's not getting as many strikeouts as I would think that he would get. Um, but there, I think there's a lot to like, and I definitely want to get out to Inland Empire to see him at least once or twice before he inevitably gets promoted. <laughs> um, let me read a note from Kyle Glazer, who is apparently at the game. Um, that Madero started a few days ago. Um, he says, Madero sat 90-91 on his fastball and touched 93. Primary weapon is a 78-82 to mile-per-hour slider um, that both landed for called strikes and buried for swings and misses. Um, that slider was responsible for three of his four strikeouts. Um, his coach says, He's got a lot of sweep on it, very deceptive, able to get ahead, put guys away, um, as well as the 84 to 86 mile per hour changeup that gets swings and misses as well. Yeah, so really, really excited about him. Um, definitely sounds like, if nothing else, uh, a solid bullpen piece it, eventually. 
and he's only like 20, 21 years old. So still a lot of, um, you know, more, more velocity that he could put on. What do you guys think about that? He's a guy that I always never have on my radar. And I never think about him until the very end of the prospect rankings and things like that. I'm like, oh, crap, I should have included him. He's been really good. I, I don't know why, but I always seem to miss on him. All right. Um, our backup catcher in AAA, Jose Bricino. 13 at-bats, one home run, six RBIs, two walks, one strikeout, and a 462 average last week. That's pretty good. <laughs> I'd call that good. <laughs> Uh, Renhifo bat, had 20 at-bats, just no. four hits. Five strikeouts, batted 200. He better not let me down. Rahul and I are literally, we're, we are relying <laughs> on him. And he's just, and he was just two for his last four. This is the Angels' entire future on the line. <laughs> exactly. So he was a bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, let's talk about the third baseman of the future, Taylor Ward. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, he, he had 16 at-bats. Five RBIs, four walks, three strikeouts. He stole a base and he hit three seventy five. Pretty good. Okay. I mean, he's he's okay. been he's been That's in AAA. Good. Before you move on from him, I wanted to share another thing from Statcast that I saw about his speed. He is really fast. I was surprised. I mean, I know I know he had some good steals and everything. Uh, I think I deleted the tab, but it's okay. Um, I know it was somewhere in the vicinity of like twenty eight feet per second or whatever. He was above average speed. I was I was surprised. Wow. I mean, he's up there. He was like on the top, the top five uh, speakers on the That's team really last year. That's really fast. Hermosillo was number one. Trout was number two. And I think um, someone else was, was third, but then number four was Otani. And number five, I think, was Ward. I was surprised. Good to know. That is good, yeah. So, well, that covers the review of all the players from last week. So let's talk a little bit about next week before we wrap up, because that's always fun. What about Thice? You didn't mention him. <laughs> you don't just care? You don't like Thice anymore? Is that what it is? <laughs> What we would? Uh, how did we miss him? What would what would he look like last week? I didn't have him on there. Oh, I don't know. I'm sad to you. <laughs> <laughs> Is he on the forty man? He must I don't be. know. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna He's say that be, he right? was good, and that's because I am making a random stab while Jessica pulls up his stats. Nope, you're wrong. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um. Let's see. You got it. Okay. 286 average, 333 on base, 357 slugging, um, a 308 batting average on balls in play, a WRC plus of 80, oh, okay. 15 plate appearances, <laughs> age sounds, 24. Sounds to me like the first baseman of the you. future. <laughs> <laughs> and he has a 0.1 speed on fan graphs, so he definitely is the first baseman of the future. Okay. Sorry for bringing it up. So yeah, that's 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 pretty bad. I don't I don't know. You made it sound so terrible, but two eighty six <laughs> average for the last week isn't that bad. I'd put him in the meh. I mean, it's pretty meh, but I'm just saying. I'd maybe I'd... put him in the meh. He only struck out twice. He walked once. I don't know. I think I'd give the average and the on base to him for sure, but I think the lack of slugging hurts him. Yeah. Especially if you're in that kind of a league, right. that's not good at all. All right. Well, let's jump to our preview of next week, which looks a little bit scary because I hear the team that they're playing on Monday is pretty good. So we're going to be seeing some of the Brewers 
and I am taking the post games for all three games. So we're going to be very excited to see what happens there. Rick's going to be hate watching the entire series. <laughs> you know me. So you uh, lovely audience should get ready for your eyes and ears. And now that you've listened to this podcast, you can imagine Rick <laughs> type, saying everything that you read in his voice, which is going to be extra exciting for you if they win. And especially so if they lose. If we win one game, I will be genuinely surprised. Yeah, I will be. If we win one game against them, I'll be surprised. Against the Brewers, yeah, that's the first series. Do we know what their pitchers are going to be? It doesn't matter. They have Yelich. It doesn't matter. <laughs> we do. We have. We have them. We've got Shasin on Monday. So we're screwed. That's a loss. Yeah. Probably going to own us. We've got Freddie Peralta on Tuesday. That's just as bad. <laughs> and Brandon Woodruff. And he is also a sleeper. So I think Yikes. that we are going to be in trouble. Well, none of these guys have really faced the Angels, um, especially not in the last five years. And historically, the Angels have been terrible at guys they haven't seen before. So technically, that sounds, technically, any pitcher, that promising. technically, any pitcher that we've ever had has faced us, okay? They've all been out to get us. So I think Shasin doesn't really count there. <laughs> do, you, do you want to hear some depressing stats for the Matt okay, Harvey game? Sure. Definitely. Kristen Yelich is 10 for 27 with five RBIs and three <laughs> average against him. Travis Shaw is hitting 429 and 14 at-bats against Harvey. And Lorenzo Cain in seven at-bats has four hits, which is a 571 average against Harvey. What day is Harvey going to be starting? Tuesday. Which is against Freddie Peralta? See, Correct. what you're forgetting, though, yeah. so that's what a you're loss. forgetting, though, is that <laughs> we're just going to go ahead and use him as an opener that day, and we'll just have a bullpen game. Not, it, it's, yeah, I was going to say, it's not going to be intentional. <laughs> He's just going to be the opener for an inning, or for less than an inning, and we'll see the bullpen for the rest of the day. So we're basically letting them win, okay? That's, that's the key here. That's what I'm trying to get at. Oh, no. We're not trying to. So the Brewer series does not look promising. No, it doesn't. It looks like a sweep against us. I'm gonna give I'm gonna give us like a one and two, just because I don't know which win is gonna happen, and there's gonna be one game where we have a starter that lights it up. Yeah, they're gonna get lit up. And then two games where we, and then two games where we get lit up. So that's my guess. I really doubt it. We are just, we just are not (laughs) a good enough offensive team. And they just are a good enough offense to where this is not going to be a success. Sure, we won a series against the Rangers. Against the Rangers, who are projected to be the worst in the division. But uh, I don't know if you can really look at this and have any kind of actual hope. Like You can you can dream on it, but you're not going to have actual hope. So there you go. Okay. Okay, so the Brewers have oh, hit still going twice as many home runs stuff. as the Angels. <laughs> and scored almost <laughs> twice as many runs. We, yeah, all right, let's skip, let's skip to the Cubs, because the Cubs suck right now, right? But can we beat them? Yay. Well, the Cubs, they suck with their pitching, but their offense is really, really strong. So we have the opposite yeah, our, problem. Our problem is the opposite <laughs> in that we just suck. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, the Rangers beat the Cubs in their series, so maybe we can beat the Cubs by extension, but that's not usually not how it works. Something interesting about the Cubs is that they're actually 2-7, and seven. And they started off one and seven. Wait, what? which is pretty bad. Which is where the Angels were a few games ago. So if we can extrapolate this performance 
then we think that the Cubs are going to actually win the games against the Angels because of the lag time that it took for the Angels to win games, which means that we lose the series. Oh, sorry, ouch. guys. I'm very confused now because you just said that they're two and seven right now, but they started off one seven. As if that's like some kind of revelation. Like that's a one that's one win. Well it is a win. It's it is a big win. It basically <laughs> doubles their winning percentage. But, yeah. Oh, okay. That was just a whoosh moment. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's that's gonna be an interesting series. So um predictions last week, I forget what the predictions were. I said the Angels would go three and three. I said three and three as well, and they said four and two or two and four or something like that. I said four and two. Jeffrey said Jeffrey three and three. Did. Yeah. But he also said four and two. Okay. No, no. He changed. I mean, he said four and, three, and two right? at first, but then he changed it to three okay. and three. So let's talk about this week. <laughs> I'm going to say two and four. Yeah, I think I'm going to go two and four as well. The Brewers and Cubs are both better teams. And I think that we somehow squeak away one win each time. I don't agree. I think we're going to get swept by the Brewers and we're going to take the series against the Cubs. I'm hesitant to say one and five because I, I kind of feel like that's reality because I don't think we're going to win against the Brewers. And I think the Cubs are going to come around, so I'm a little concerned. But I'll, I think two and four is fair. If the Cubs are using Darvish, we're going to win that game. And if the Cubs are using – who else do they have? I don't even know if they have any more. Chatwood? I wonder who's lined up to pitch for them. I have no idea. Not sure. You going to try to find that? Let me try. Do, 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 do. <laughs> Sorry guys, hold on just a minute. All right. Well while Rahul is looking that up, we're going to let's make some bold predictions for next week. How about God, do you have any what, what what's gonna happen that's just gonna surprise everybody over the next six games? I'm not very good at this kind of thing apparently, so I'm gonna go ahead and make some make some even more wild predictions. <laughs> Um, I'm going to say that Trout ends next next week with a – I'm going to say that next week he has a 575 on-base percentage and we still only come away with two wins. <laughs> okay. I'm going to also say that the Cubs specifically are going to intentionally walk him about five times. Not the Brewers. That is I'm bold. Gonna say, I'm going to say bad the Cubs. Madden will, because Madden always tries to be so cerebral about everything. And so he's going to be like, oh, well. Yeah, I could see Madden mm. doing that. So I'm going to say Madden intentionally walks Trout five times. I'm going to say he ends next week with a 575 on base percentage on the week. And I'm also going to go ahead and say that he hits another three home runs. Wow. Three more. My bold... that's, one, that's one prediction. That's one prediction. My bold prediction is going to be Albert Pujols hits two home runs next week. Wow. You're out of your mind. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy talk. <laughs> I know. It's a bold prediction. I'm going to make another prediction about Goodwin. I'm going to say that Goodwin ends next week with a season average still above 350. And I'm also going to say, not not about Goodwin this time. I'm also <laughs> going to say that La Stella gets above a 225 batting average. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> that really is. <laughs> did, did we find out who we're facing we did cubs so on friday um on friday versus the cubs we're going to be facing cole hamels on saturday loss. we're going to be facing jose quintana that's a win 
And on Sunday, we'll be facing you, Darvish. That's a win. Okay, so two and four. Okay, two and four. It's definitely possible. Quintana sucks. Quintana literally sucks. Like, he is going to lose that game. How was he last year? He sucked. <laughs> he hasn't been good since, like, his second to last season with the White Sox or something. I don't know. Yeah, but from I'm looking at Fangraphs, and from 2012 to 2016, he basically had, like, a, uh, a FIP of, like, 3.3 or 3.4 Yeah, but that was like four average. years ago. <laughs> 20, 2017 as well. So I wonder if he can ever find that again because right now it doesn't look great for him. All right. I think so. I think we got that covered. Is there anything else we want to talk about before we wrap up this week's episode? I think that Goodwin will get two hits the entirety of next week. You're a jerk, Rahul. That's what I got to say. That's my bold <laughs> prediction. <laughs> <laughs> okay I agree with that that's not a bold prediction at all <laughs> <laughs> and I think I also think that Matt Harvey is going to go up like seven runs so take that <laughs> you totally turned on him in like one appearance that's all it takes he did <laughs> wait until he has a complete game shout out this week and then we'll see what do you guys want to okay I have a couple questions for you what do you guys want to predict that Zach Hozart's uh, prognosis is. Hmm. I think just day to day. I think maybe he won't play tomorrow. Maybe we'll see him again. On I Tuesday. think he's gonna go on. I think they'll just put him on like what is it, the injury list or something? Injured list. I think they. Yeah, I think they just do that and get rid of him for like ten to fifteen days or whatever it is. I think it probably sever his uh, his UCL. So. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> that wow. a bold, that's right. a bold prediction right there. That's a bold prediction. Oh, I did have another question. Okay, so what you positions do you think Fletcher will play next week? That's a good question. Ooh. Yeah, That's a good one. Okay, I'll say third base, left field, and shortstop, just to spell Simmons for a day. I'm going to say he only plays third base and shortstop. I'm going to go second base third base and left field okay hmm. you really right. believe in goodwin then oh i believe in Goodwin. let me tell you right now okay he, goodwin is some, he, he could not possibly <laughs> have me turn on him as quickly as matt did, okay i'll tell you right now matt harvey just took one start but goodwin would take a few games at least like three games to get on my bad list okay <laughs> yeah but he has three more games before the next podcast so i, I mean what are there like six out. games this week <laughs> That's plenty of time. I want to say one more thing before we wrap up. Mike Trout is slugging a thousand, which means that for every single time he's been on base, he's had that bat. <laughs> All right. So base had he's had that he's had that bat, which is pretty crazy in forty three plate appearances. A twelfth of the season he's slugging a thousand. That's insane. He might have a shot at being one of the uh, one of the good players for our team. Um, actually, his pace is somewhere in the vicinity of yeah. uh, like nineteen wins. He's crazy. <laughs> What's his pace now, like? 15 wins? 16 wins? 16.2 times 1.2 off the top of my head. Yeah, it's somewhere in the vicinity of like 19 wins. Good lord. <laughs> wow. Wow. All right. That's a great note to end on, isn't it? <laughs> we have Mike Trout, and you guys don't. <laughs> all right. Um, that's all we got, right? That's good? Yeah, we're good. That's it. All right. We're good. Thanks for listening, everybody, and we'll see you next time. All right. See ya. See ya. 